podcast a Glock. It's podcast a Glock. It's podcast a Glock, y'all. Pop pop. Oh, pop pop pop. <laughs> wow, what a great start. Great. Hi everybody. Oh my god, a wing stop burp. All right. <clears throat> Please don't do that on my podcast. I'm good. I'll kick you right off. I'm good. I think. Um, welcome back to Most Excellent the Podcast. Your true crime, paranormal, paranormal all, all things strange, strange and peculiar. Podcast. Can we do Comedy the thing podcast. that they do on SNL where it's Fred Armisen and Kristen Wiig and they're trying to like... Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, where they're trying oh, to say the, the the songs at the same time and they're like improvising it. Have you seen that? They're on Weekend no. Update and they're Cat and... Oh my God. And they're these like lame-ass like holiday like song people and they just start singing shit. And then try to match what the other person's saying. So they're like, and we're on the farm. And we're going. And we're do-. And then they're just like staring at each other trying to read the other one's lips. Trying to figure out what the other one's going to say. It sounds like me trying to just grasp any concept of my life ever. Oh my god, it's so fucking funny. I'm explaining it horribly. But if you have the chance, look it up on YouTube or something where they're on Weekend Update because it's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. They do one for like Easter. They they were and they're wearing like the Goodwill like Easter vests or like the Christmas ones, and both their hair is the same. They have like blonde mm. bobs. Oh my god, Bitch. so fucking funny. I love Fred Armisen. I'm a big fan. But yeah, and we are back. This is our second episode after the New Year mm-hmm. because it is now 2020. 2020. And I hated that. And uh, <laughs> we've had. It's been. It's a lot going on. I don't know. We say we start every single episode of this podcast like our lives are a mess. Well, it's, it's true. garbage in the street, and I'm, it's absolutely one hundred percent true. I'm not gonna lie to them and mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, I didn't get out of bed." Like this is re- real life. I didn't get out of bed till two o'clock today because I didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go anywhere. I just feel very exhausted and overwhelmed. And that usually happens in January after mm-hmm. the new year and after all the holidays are done. And you're kind of just left with this like, okay. Um, what now? What do I do next? And I don't know how much of you, I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Because I don't know how much of you follow like the astrology side of life or the planets and things like that. I do somewhat. Um, my mom knows way more than I do. And Danielle and I both like to listen to Luna Nate. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to her, um, YouTube channel. find her on YouTube, and she just did a whole video. She did, like, a tarot talk and then talked about, like, the full moon that was just in Cancer mm-hmm. in our Capricorn season and how, like, everyone's just been... Because since the full moon is Cancer, Cancer is a very emotional sign. Everyone's feelings and emotions and have just been very on high mm-hmm. and very intense. And she mentioned, like kind of, like, a lot of, like, childhood memories coming up and, like, nostalgia. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, I've had dreams about, like, people that I haven't talked to in years, mm-hmm. like, one after another, which is, like, very odd for me. And there's just a lot going on, like, planet-wise. And especially now that we're in Capricorn, Capricorn is a very critical, steadfast sign where it's, like, you get your shit together And you do stuff, but you can also be very self-critical. It's the sign for immigrant dads, which is why my dad (laughs) was born. (laughs) My dad's birthday is tomorrow. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Vincenzo. Vincenzo. (laughs) Um, 
It's the, it's literally this time of season is perfect Vince time of season. Yeah. Get your life together and shut up. Get your life together. I came to this country up, and didn't want to. And don't tell me about it. <laughs> and don't tell me about don't it. Don't tell me about your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just had a full the full moon was on January tenth. Yeah. So it was just the other day, and uh, we just had an eclipse as well. So not only twilight eclipse. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so not only was it a full moon, it was an eclipse, and it was in. Capricorn, but it was also in Cancer, so it's like a fucking triple whammy. It was a total eclipse going on. No, that was so funny. With total eclipse of the heart. You've seen that? There's like the parody video they did of it. No. Oh my god, it's fucking hilarious. Um, Have you seen the trolls version of that song? Oh my god, with Justin Timberlake. No, and I never want to. (laughs) I've only seen the first like twenty minutes of trolls. I love trolls. Never finished. Oh, I love trolls. I, I mean, I have, like, five million nephews and nieces. Like, all I do is watch children. The only thing I can say about it is hair up is a bop. They're like, throw your hair in the air. Da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. That's a fucking... I, I used to be a preschool teacher, and we would play that song all the fucking time. That song, like, bops, though, and how they have it in the movie is like, and I was like, It's so fucking, they're, like, getting ready to serve up the trolls for dinner. I was like, oh, okay. It's a good time. I love how we went from talking about the full moon in Capricorn Sorry about trolls. to trolls. Okay, anyway. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it's like a triple whammy, and there's, as and with the emotions comes along with the being critical of yourself and everything. This, like, totally explains... Like, side note, this totally explains why literally I was, I'm writing my own fan fiction and literally mm-hmm. crying about things that I'm writing for myself. <laughs> literally writing things for myself. I'm saying this to millions of people. Millions. All four people millions. listen to this podcast. Are millions of listeners. <laughs> millions of, I'm saying Hey, you gotta put out in the universe. I mean, know? hey. Um, but yeah, I was like sitting there and I was like, why am I crying? I was like, what is wrong with me? Just like writing supernatural fan fiction, just crying. I was like, mm-hmm. what is wrong with me? And then last night I watched, um... Watching season seven of Supernatural. Of course. Just sobbing. Just absolutely sobbing. And I was like, what is wrong with me? And now that I'm here, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, especially, put that candle lid down. Put that candle back. Um, I, and also, like, along with this, like, winter is a time of things ending. Mm-hmm. And transition, and when Luna Nate was doing like her tarot, she pulled the death card, and she's been pulling that one a lot. Yeah, and it it was yeah, she was like no, (laughs) and she was like you know again like it's not like oh like per se like a physical death for people who don't really like do tarot or anything, but it's more of like a death of the self or new beginnings or Mm -hmm. things changing, and that is definitely a thing in my life right now and. I don't know about you guys, but, like, just the person that I am, like, when it is a time of transition or a time of things ending in my life and tr- just just transitioning and getting used to new things, although it can be good and it's something that's needed, I have always had a very difficult time with change mm-hmm. in general. And when that happens, even though it's something that should be exciting for me, the anxiety side of my life also takes over and I kind of like roll into a ball and like don't want to leave my room Mm -hmm. and don't want to face it and you know and that's okay if you feel that way sometimes because sometimes we need personal time to like recuperate and really think about what's going on like I've been trying to journal more often and really just kind of put things into perspective but you also at the end of the day need to face 
what's going on because the more you put it off, the more it's just going to be a clusterfuck in the end, mm-hmm. which is how it is for me. And um, it's Capricorn season, although it's it's the fucking goat. It's, you know, fucking stubborn. It's let's go. It's also... It's my dad. It's time to go. And you need to get started on projects. Yeah. Um, see them through. Danielle and I have a lot of things cooking up with this podcast that mm-hmm. we're trying to get on. And right now, especially with this eclipse and this full moon, it is time to birth those things and bring them to fruition. Um, we, we really want to talk about more of this stuff with you guys and do like a full episode. What do you think? It. Yeah, full episodes or even like mini-sodes if yeah. you guys would like. Like let us know. Most excellent on, on Instagram or Even if you don't Twitter. want it, we're still going to do, do it. it. I love talking about this kind of stuff though in terms of just having a, a place where people can listen to. Because what I like a lot is um, I like listening to podcasts where like people talk about things honestly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to talk to people who relate to the exact same things right. that I'm going through, which is like, I like crazy shit, okay? I like talking about the moon and how it affects me. And mm-hmm. I like it. Even if it's not real. It does affect us. Yeah, even if it's not real. I still want to talk about it. I still I still believe in that. Right. Okay? So I want to sit there and like talk about it. The but moon I, is alive. The moon is She's here. Yeah. She's here and ready to party. Um, I like hearing stuff like this. I like talking about crystals. I like talking about like crazy stuff. So... Yeah, maybe we'll do some mini-sodes about that. And uh, I also, I put on the Twitter that I would like to do, when Loon does the videos, she does, um, like, collective tarot readings for everyone. And Danielle and I both do that, and... We're going to start posting tarot card of the day. Yeah, we could do tarot of the day. We're going to do a bunch of stuff, but we would love to do, like, a collective reading sometimes, just for, like, you guys to listen and take these messages as you will. Like, Mm -hmm. even though it's not... A reading where I'm sitting directly across from you and giving you a reading, it's for everyone. And mm-hmm. some people will take it differently than another person or how the messages pertain to them. So it's always good to have like another perspective and have people talking about how like, you know, because I've been very feeling very emotional and like just kind of like not not wanting to do anything mm-hmm. but you know you get that sense of like ugh, like what's the point yeah you know and there's so many points mm-hmm. <laughs> in in my life right now and reasons to do things but sometimes you just don't see them clearly unless someone else talks about it yeah and brings it up and you're kind of like oh wow I'm not the only one who's feeling like depressed and icky and you know just like you kind of you know cause sometimes when you listen to people or you watch a show or something and they seem like they know what they're doing and they yeah. have everything down perfectly and that's not the case like you know Danielle and I work full-time jobs like you know we love this podcast we want it to be great for you guys but we also want you to understand like you know we're going through our own stuff too and mm-hmm. um you know this is one of like the best times out of like our week when we get to research this and talk about it with you guys and you know look at the reviews you guys leave and emails and um it's it's something that we definitely now in this Capricorn season are ready to move forward with mm-hmm. and move on with and we're very excited about that. And if anyone can do it guys, I mean we DIY'd this. This is a total DIY thing. We DIY our lives. We DIY basically. our whole life. And so people we're gonna have to put like a skip time. We're like sitting here giving people like Dr. Phil. Um, no, I mean it's like, you know, it's I, I feel like as like most excellent in the podcast, yeah. like I feel like what we do and even a part of like besides like the true crime and paranormal mm-hmm. stuff like that part of like affirmations and um even just the other and spirituality yeah. is like a big part of it too so mm-hmm. I think that's it you know it's important for 
you know, people to know that we're uh, we're human beings mm-hmm. and uh, we're doing our best and we want to learn more about what you guys are interested in and what you guys think. For sure. For, for sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. Follow us. Uh, let us know what's up. Send me DMs of Jensen Ackles pictures or, you know, like pictures of ghosts. No. Um, <laughs> no, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Most Excellent. <laughs> Um, send us emails to mostexcellentpod at gmail.com with any yes. of your own personal stories that you want us to talk about. Or even if you just want to tell us something that, you know, you, we don't have to talk about on the podcast, but something mm-hmm. just worth mentioning, let us know. And um, is there anything else we need to talk about? I don't think anything so. Else you want uh, to we have a lot of awesome followers on Instagram now. And a lot of them yes. are really cool podcasts, so go check out who we're following and who's following us, because everyone has really great podcasts, mm-hmm. and we're all like mm-hmm. a little collective, so go follow them. Yes, go and we, we're going to be posting more stuff, more pictures, um, and we want you guys to get to know us as much as anything, and as much of uh, the creepy, cool shit we talk about. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm first this week, yeah. correct? Because, yeah, you went first the last few times, because mm-hmm. my last one was depressing as shit. Oh. Um... I mean, it was it was depressing, but it was it was interesting, and you know, you need to talk about the depressing shit sometimes because that's life, man. Oh, it's true. <laughs> so for this week, even though I did a murder last week, and I try not to do like two murders two weeks in a row, mm-hmm. but I found this one, and I had to do it. I had to do I, it. To I him. had to do it to him, and it's just so funny because well, the murder is not funny. Murder's never funny in mm-hmm. itself. But I feel like we talk about Italians so much so on this podcast. This whole podcast has literally just been a story of us talking about different Italian tales from our lives. Yeah. And, and from, like, just fresh out of it. Well, and since it's your father's birthday tomorrow, I thought I'd other... Yeah. I thought I'd other... <laughs> I thought I'd other your Italian immigrant father mm-hmm. for his birthday by doing an Italian immigrant murder story. Even though I literally was like, oh, Dad, I'm going to do a whole disco episode just for you. It's going to be great, Dad. Her dad loves Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to do this disco. great episode for you. And then I literally <laughs> looked up the murder for one of the members of Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I was like, this is not interesting. Close the door. Bye. This is not interesting. Well, I am going to do Maria Barbella, oh. who was... Barbosa. Maria, Captain Barbosa. <laughs> Captain Maria Barbosa. No, Maria Barbella, and she was the first woman on death row sentenced to die in the electric chair. In Italy? In the U.S. Oh. She was an immigrant from Italy. Okay, okay, okay. I'll get into that. I was like, in Italy? Uh, yes. So... <laughs> Does she know Mussolini? She, she might have. Um, they were BFFs, just kidding. Um, so, the sources I use were Murderpedia, which is awesome. Go donate to them if you can, because they Mm -hmm. use so many sources, um, that were great. And then I also used an article from the New York Times called An American Tragedy, and that was by Gail Collins. No, that she was about me. No. So, those are my sources. So, let's talk about Maria Barbella and this wild and crazy story. No. So... A little bit about Maria's life and background. She was an Italian immigrant born October 24th, 1868. So right off the bat, we got Scorpio, okay? Of course. We got big Scorpio energy. Also, I saw this in October 24th is my brother's birthday. So I was like, it's oh, a sign. I have to do okay. it. Okay. Um, yeah. So she's a Scorpio. And she was born in Ferrandina Basilicata, mm-hmm. Italy. So that's right by sort of like the heel 
okay. of the booth. So it's a little, Danielle's family is from Bari. Mm-hmm. So I think they're a little bit above, above that. Above or below? We're kind of like tip. We're, we're kind you, of like you guys on the are heel. like the heel. They're oh, yeah. sorry, they're by like the like where the ankle is. Okay, okay, so, so higher up. Yeah, okay. I think they're still in the Adriatic though. Okay, okay. So yeah, for Andina Basilicata, and I there's gonna be a lot of really bad Italian accents in this, just so you know. I'll do. I'll do that. I'll dub them over <laughs> with my voice, <laughs> please. Um, and her family immigrated to Mulberry Bend, New York in 1892. So this was like the little Italy section okay. of New York. Like all the Italian immigrants are there slumming it up. Manny Poppins coming over. Manny Poppins coming over. Gigi's coming over. Everyone's coming over. It's Nick and the dog's birthday. That's six. Okay. <laughs> if, if you guys haven't seen Shit Italian Mom Say with uh, Danielle Francesi, please watch it on YouTube. So it's good. so funny. Anyway. So, in November of 1893, after being in the U.S. for 11 months, Maria met Domenico Cataldo, who was also an immigrant from Bicilicata. Oh, okay. And if you're Italian, you know, like, if you meet someone who's from your hood, yeah, like, you link up right away. Because, yeah. like, you got to stick together. Yeah. He's you know? probably your cousin. That's probably right. why. Right. Exactly. Everyone's cousins. Everyone's siblings. <laughs> everyone's got them. Everyone's going to get they together. They keep in the family. Right? So... Domenico owned a shoeshine booth on the corner of Canal and Elm Street. Can you not? Danielle's like covering herself with the fucking, with her um, cardboard makeshift sound equipment. Um, so this, this man, Domenico, owned a shoeshine booth on the corner of Canal and Elm Street. I'm going to get her the shoes. I'm going to get her the shoes. And Maria passed by him every day on her way to her job as a seamstress at a factory. Okay. So... Legend has it, word on the street, is that this guy is, like, not that attractive. He's got, like, pock marks all over his face. You have acne sometimes. That's a man. Okay. I mean, probably, honestly, I'm going to say it. Like, every man at the time was probably not really attractive. No, no. one washed their ass. No one, no one cleaned their face. Their teeth. No one, no one flossed. Right. No one flossed their ass during this time. Right. Especially you know? if you're Italian. You know, everyone knows Italians brush their teeth with ragu. Exactly. That's just <laughs> Everyone's just washing their teeth with My some childhood. Italian sausage. Some wine. You get a little some wine on your gums. You know? Yeah. Um, so that was this guy. That was mm-hmm. Domenico. And He's brushing his teeth with Italian sausage. Oh, yeah. So he was, like, kind of, like, you know, not, not the most good-looking guy around, but... I, I'm not sure, like, there aren't really many pictures or anything, mm-hmm. but it was said, like, Maria was, like, kind of mediocre, too, and she, like, didn't really, she didn't have a lot of self-confidence. Okay. So, like, she sees this guy, and he's immediately, like, giving her attention and, like, talking to her, so she's like, ooh, like, a man is giving me attention, like, oh my god, and he's from my hometown, like, this is my third cousin, oh my god, perfect. This is my first cousin, amazing. Amazing. So... Maria soon began stopping to talk to him every day, even leaving home early. She was like, I got to see my mans. Mm-hmm. I got to go talk to him. This is what we're doing. She's like, I'm going to. Had, she had to do it to him. She had to. She's like, I'm going to get that ring. I'm going to get that coin. Okay. So, like I said, she was easily flattered by him because she apparently thought herself to be unattractive. Mm-hmm. Like she was receiving attention from him. So she was like, oh, great. So she went and she sang him Charlie Puth's attention. No, she did not do that. <laughs> so um, he began walking her home every day, but he would never come inside to meet her parents. Okay. And as we all know with Italian families, like... You gotta meet mom. You have to meet mom and dad. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't, like, that's so disrespectful. Yeah. If, like, you don't go in and, like, say hi. Yeah. And give everyone, like, five kisses on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how it is. Okay. If you don't stick your tongue down their mom's throat, they don't want you. <laughs> 
we're gonna people like i stuck my tongue down my mother-in-law's throat she didn't like it what kind of advice are you people giving (laughs) she didn't like it one bit you know that's just how it is sometimes sometimes you gotta make mistakes you know gotta make mistakes um so he wasn't meeting the parents so mom and dad are like a what are the so so they're like yeah yeah they're all like, those hey. things that's exactly what they, <laughs> they said they said that she took off her nice little chambata and she just threw it out of like, the window <laughs> she was like <laughs> she smacked him across the head <laughs> she pulled a katya yeah <laughs> um so but these meetings and walks home were kept secret from michele barbella who was maria's father mm-hmm. of course italian immigrant father extremely overprotective mm-hmm. um and he didn't approve of domenico so Maria's family had kind of like found out about it and were asking to meet him and he kept making excuses not to meet him. So Michele finds out and he's like, absolutely not. He's disrespectful. He don't want to meet the family. Yeah. Screw this. So he forbids Maria to talk to Domenico, mm-hmm. the usual. However, Domenico was determined to have Maria for God knows what reason, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously you're not trying to like you know, bet it and wet it. So, like, what? what's the point, okay. you know? Um, so, at this point, he waits at the factory for her mm-hmm. outside, and he's like, I miss you terribly. Like, I want you in my life. Like, all this stuff. You know, the dream. And she initially refuses his advances, but he continued waiting for her for 10 more days. And so, she, you know, like, a man don't do nothing, for anyone. So when someone waits outside your factory for 10 days okay. in the 1800s, you're like... Someone... Um, <laughs> thank God I wore my rosary today. Thank God. This podcast isn't going to air because God's going to smite me in about <laughs> God, five seconds. So. Um, so he waits for her for 10 days and finally she's like, fine, right? So that's exactly... <laughs> she, was, she was like... Fine. She was like, that is not correct that's what she said um so by march 1895 she was allowing him to escort her home again so okay. she was like all right we'll give you a chance why doesn't you just marry her jesus christ because you know what at that time you had to like be courted for at least like 12 years before you, you had could to be marry quartered. your cousin you had to be drawn you had to be quartered. Drawn quartered before you could marry your fucking yeah. immigrant cousin right yeah. so domenico eventually persuaded maria to go to a boarding house with him Oh. And so he brought her upstairs. He's got that money. He he really don't. He's he's, <laughs> he's such. Like two you're gonna find out he's such a fucking scammer. Like oh, all Italian okay. men, including your cousin. Yeah. DJ Nick Risk, the scammer. His name of the is century. his name is not DJ Nick Risk. It's just Nick Risk. <laughs> his name is DJ Nick Risk. No, it's not. His name is DJ Nicola Riscola. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the episode title is gonna be Nicola Riscola. <laughs> he's never gonna come on this podcast this again like, this sounds like a fancy dish at like Olive Garden like come can in I, for a limited the, time and really, try our Nicola Ricola, Ricola. Or, or N for dessert instead of the chocolates they give you the Nicola Ricola <laughs> it's just imagine going to Olive Garden and paying like all this money to eat mediocre Italian food and at the end they just give you a Ricola <laughs> they're like here you go listen to our DJ Diphtheria episode please do you will understand Anyway, so he got no money. Okay. He brings her to this boarding house, and he gives her this drink, and there are sources that say, like, he drugged her. Okay. And he, then she wakes up 
I guess, in, like, her own blood. And he's, like, sitting next to her, and he's like, oh, like, basically, congrats on keeping her virginity. (gasps) Like, so, basically, he raped her, is Uh what I'm assuming. There's, like, differing sources, but, like, this is what, um, I read, I think it was from, like, the New York, like, the Daily, Mm. um, one of the articles. So, it was like, you know, I'm gonna go with this, because also, he sounds like a piece of shit. Either way, he took advantage of her. And... She obviously was, like, upset because they had very, um, like, Catholic values. Yeah. And she was like, okay, well, you know, basically, like, I'm ruined. Like, you have to marry me now. Mm-hmm. This is the only way that we can fix this is if you marry me. Uh-huh. So he showed her a savings book with a $400 deposit and promised to eventually marry her. He's like, look, I got the money. It's going to be all good. I got $400. Shit, he got more money in his account than I got in my account I feel right that, now. man. <laughs> I was Shit. like, man, Domenico, fucking out on the $400, streets. oh. Um, and, but he continued, like he has done this entire time, to put this off for several months, despite Maria still meeting him at the boarding house in hopes of marrying him. She's yeah. like, okay, I'm still going to go. I'm still going to meet with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll change his mind. No. So... While he was seeing Maria, he kept promising to marry her, but he was also seeing other women. Of course. And it was said that he beat her, cheated on her, Mm. and then hired a sex worker to follow her around and taunt her, hoping Maria would go mad and fling herself into the river. She should have flung him into the river. She should have just drop kicked him into the river with her tabata and just a flat. I was just like, I was like, do people have like nothing better to do? I at guess this not. Time? Men had nothing better to do, I guess. <sighs> anyway, but after all of this, he reveals to her that he has a wife and children in Italy that he's going to return. You're never going to see them again. Are you kidding? No, he he buys a one way ticket to go back to Italy. <gasps> oh. He's like, I'm going back home to my mm-hmm. wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Listen, all you got to do, you just. Get some Botox, inject it right into the hymen, everything will be brand new. <laughs> uh, no. What do you think they used for old-fashioned Botox? It was, like, jellyfish jelly, like, just... I think it was honestly just, like, jam. They just put <laughs> jam on their hymen I and glued it back together. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, yeah. right? So, the murder. All right. On April 26th, 1895, in the middle of a historic New York heat wave... So apparently that day it went from like 52 to 90. Okay. Um, And everyone knows when it's hot out, you're like, I just want to kill everybody, right? Yeah. So Maria and Domenico were arguing about the marriage again when Maria's mother came to the door and begged Domenico to marry her daughter. She's like, please, you fucking ruin my daughter. Mm -hmm. Get your act together and marry her or else shit's going to go down. Or else you're going to catch these hands and chop off them. Exactly. And he's basically like... No, like, I'm not doing this. So he pushes her aside, ran downstairs to this bar that was, like, two doors down called Mancuso's to play cards. Oh, cards. He's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to play cards, and then I'm going to get on the boat to Italy, all right? Mm -hmm. I got to go. So apparently he was supposed to leave that day. He was supposed to leave, like, that afternoon. So ten minutes later, Maria came into the bar again to ask Domenico to marry her. And at this point, like, girl, just give up. Just give up. Like, just spread that like, jelly jam I, and go. Like, I get it. I really do. And, like, you know, at that time, like, if you're raped by someone, it wasn't even like, oh, you know, like, it was it was, it was, it was your fault. Yeah, it was your you fault. You know? But at the same time, it's like, oh, my God, this guy 
get, get rid of fucking Pocky over here. Mm-hmm. Fucking Pocky Sticks 2.0. Pocky Sticks. And go find someone fucking else, yeah. you know. But anyways, so she's like, she asked him, um, you know, she's like, marry me. And he says that he would only marry Maria if her parents paid him $200. Which is like, also, no one has that money at that time either. And... Maria <laughs> <Nina> Jensen Ackles. <laughs> um... Listen, I'll give your parents two hundred dollars to marry you. Honestly, me trying to like find a man. I'll time. give your I'll parents two hundred dollars. I don't even have two hundred dollars. But I'll find it. I'll like buy you some Taco Bell and like oh, just. I'll sell pictures of my toes for like nine dollars <laughs> a pock. Just my toenail. Just my toenail. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. And this is this is why. This is why we're gonna be alone for the rest of our yeah. lives. <laughs> we're gonna go to Italy and we're never gonna come back. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's like, fine, like, I'll marry you if you give me $200. And she's like, nah. This is not, like, what is that show? How to Marry a Millionaire? Millionaire? Deal or no deal? This is literally 90 Day Fiancé. This is is 90 Day Fiancé 1, 2. This is literally, like, this is not How to Make a Millionaire. Deal or no deal. Right, this man literally has, like, no money. And he's, like, leaving for Italy. Like. He's not that cute, sis. No. You can find somebody else. So. Dem- uh, not Domenico. Um, Maria's mother, like, Barbosa. storms away. Maria Barbosa. No. Mm-hmm. Her mother storms away. So after he says no, and, like, you know, oh, if you give me $200, Maria stepped close to him and asked one last time whether she would be his wife. And his reply was, and it's either, like, two things because people heard different things. He either said, only pigs marry or only a pig will marry you. And after this, Maria put her hand on his shoulder and slashed his neck with a straight razor. Get it, girl. That's all I gotta say. Listen. I'm not trying to say that he deserved this, but... I mean... I'm not that mad about it. I'm just gonna look the other way. (laughs) As I continue reading this. I'm gonna gonna look, I'm gonna turn the other cheek like Christ. This happened in, like, 1895. (laughs) I'm like, I'm just gonna turn the other cheek. I'm gonna turn the other cheek. (laughs) <laughs> me me as a bystander at Mancuso's in the background. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to turn the other cheek. I'm gonna turn the other. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm just imagining, like, the piano, like, bar fight music. In the background. <laughs> just, like, old western bar music. Like, just That's exactly what it's like. Exactly. They should have just had you in the background. Like, they, had, they had gobbling turkeys. They had a bunch of wild turkeys in the background. <laughs> yeah, They're reading this fight. This bar was fucking wild. They got to take a trip over to Mancuso's and visit their wild turkey. I'm going to start my own Mancuso's bar. It's literally just going to be an entire pen of wild turkeys and then like a jukebox, but it only plays. <laughs> it only plays like old-timey Western music. Where it's like, damn, damn, This sounds like the worst bar. Or the best bar in the entire world. But I, have I, just wanted to, I just want, like, someone, like, to go be about to get in a fight and they, like, press the juice box. On the juice box? <laughs> and they take the Capri Sun <laughs> and they go... They take a Capri Sun in the background and you just hear, like... That, you know that, or, like, Kill Bill music. Anyways, the Kill... The Kill Bill music is playing in the background at Mancuso's as Maria Barbella slashes... As Marmite. As, 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 as Marmite, Marmite Barbosa. <laughs> That's the name of this episode, is Marmite Barbosa. Marmite Barbosa. The Marmite Barbosa slashes Domenico Cataldo's neck. She told him. She was like... She had to do she it. She said, and I am telling you, you're 
Kitchen. <laughs> those are those are today's lyrics. Okay. Um, yeah. So she fucking yeets his ass to the other world. Okay. <laughs> she sends him to the. She sends world. him to the river sticks. Okay. Oh. Um. So clutching his throat, Domenico ran into the street. Clutching his pearls. His pearls. He had pearls on, and his and his nineteen. It's not even the 1920s yet, and he has a 1920s yeah. clutch. And he he is like a clutch purse, and he has, he's clutching his pearls. He's running out. He has silk gloves on. I'm never, gonna, just... I'm never gonna finish this fucking story. I'm, so I'm just sorry. imagining him in like a 1920s like turban on his head. Just like, like clutching his pearls. He has a nice velvet turban on. No. Yeah. So clutching his throat, Domenico ran into the street, gushing blood. Um, and there was a crowd of like horrified bystanders, obviously. So then he fell into the sidewalk and died. He was like dead ass. Me trying to walk the streets of downtown. He fell into the sidewalk (laughs) and 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 died. So Maria went home and changed out of her bloody clothes, but did not, sorry, but it did not take long for the police to find her because it was, you know, 1895. And there was probably like a trail of blood down the street. People were like, she went that away. Exactly. Um, In 1895, you were talking like that. Actually, it was in Little Italy. So it was like, she went around the block. She's on his side. She had a little bit of a molesty. <laughs> Shout out to the last podcast on the left. That, okay, that joke is so not funny, but it's still it's a, so it's funny. A... <laughs> Every time Henry Zabrowski says that, I'm just like, how do you get away with this? <laughs> how does this happen? She went around the block. She went inside. She uh, was yeah, really a bloody. Okay. Um, this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. How do you say blood in Italian? Sangue. Sangue. I was going to say sanguine. But yeah, like that's, sanguine. Well, that's like yeah. Latin, I think. Yeah, thank you so um, much. I took um, chorus, <laughs> and I learned how to say, say the word blood in Latin. Okay. <laughs> um, so he's drowning, he's drowning in sanguine. Okay. She's drowning in the sanguine, okay? In the sanguine. In the sanguine. <laughs> she goes home, she makes a nice a sanguine. Um, this episode is perfect for my dad. It's all words. Your my dad, dad is never going to talk to me again. Your dad is not bringing either of us to Italy this summer. We're not going because of this episode. He's going to be like, "No, you're, I'm not going to make you a freaking sandwich." We need to play this episode for all your relatives. Oh, please, can, yeah. Even though they won't be able to understand half, uh, not a word. Um, so she changes out of her clothes. They find her. When they arrested her, she said in broken English, and. I'm going to say this. It was a little bit of a molest. She said, it, was a, it was a little bit of moleste. She says, me take his blood so he has no take mine. Say me marry pig. So. I'm just she imagining said, like your what? grandmother saying that. Honestly, yeah. So the police took her to the New York's tombs prison is what they were called. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the trial. So she was in the tombs for two and a half months. Mm-hmm. And her appointed attorneys were Amos Evans and Henry Sedgwick. So her trial began on July 11th, and this case stirred up a lot of controversy for a lot of reasons. But, you know, obviously she was a woman, and, they, you know, they don't know what happened with him or, like, why she did it, or, you know, they just know there was a fight and she stabbed him. But one of the main reasons why it was a controversy, which I love, is that Italians felt the verdict was unjust because there were no Italians on the jury. I mean... They were like, this jury and God, no one from Misilicata. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit. It's a bullshit? This is bullshit. I'm gone. Okay. So they were like, there's no Italians. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I ain't fucking doing this, right? So 
The prosecution in the trial of Maria Barbella presented a case accusing her of premeditated murder. Mm -hmm. So they claimed that she had taken the razor with her that day um, with the purpose to kill him. And obviously, like, when you're in this trial and you're an immigrant, the strongest case against you is that you don't speak English. You speak language, yeah. So she couldn't even really, like, defend herself. Yeah. Because no one could understand what she was mm-hmm. saying, and apparently the translator that they had there was, like, doing a really shitty job. Yeah. Like, he was repeating it in, like, monotone, and, like, the jury was getting bored with it, and, like, no one wanted to listen to her, yeah. you know? I mean, no one wanted to listen to women in general at the uh, time, yeah. let alone a woman who was an immigrant. Yeah. yeah. So... As she told her tale, the court-appointed translator poorly translated her words in a dull monotone that seemed intended to bore rather to inform. Okay. So Maria's lawyers offered less than compelling defense, and the judge then tells the jury, Judge Goff, I believe his name is, says, Your verdict must be an example of justice. Oh, God. A jury must not concern itself with mercy. The law does not distinguish between the sexes. The fragility of the female sex is sometimes involved to excuse savage crimes. We cannot publicly proclaim a woman not guilty of killing a man solely because this man has proposed marriage and then changed his mind. Or raped her. Or raped her, or beat her, Mm -hmm. or harassed her, or took advantage of her, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck off. So, get fucked. So the jury deliberated for 45 minutes and found her guilty of first-degree murder. Okay. So then she goes... This should have been a secondary murder. Yeah. It was a crime of passion. She was like, he's leaving me. You you can't go. Sorry. Um, So she then is transferred to Sing Sing Prison near Albany in New York. Mm -hmm. And there she was the only woman prisoner and the first female prisoner on death row. So by this time, so she would also be the first woman to be executed in the electric chair, which Mm -hmm. was, like, newly installed. And there were, like, all these articles about the electric chair and how it worked, and it was just crazy. Go watch the green mile. Honestly. Um, So Barbella's cell in Sing Sing was larger and more comfortable than her old tenement apartment. Which I mean, she was like... She was like... (laughs) I got these new digs. I'm in the crib. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, And... It's it's actually really interesting because the warden's wife taught her to speak English and read Jules Verne. Oh, wow. And Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Mrs. Ulysses Grant called for a new trial. So all the feminists were like, hello. Hi. They were like, America, explain. America, explain. And they were like, get this bitch a new trial. It got so big that Macy's sold Maria Barbella dolls at Macy's. If anyone got one. Please send it to me. Yeah, or please send me a picture. If anyone has a picture of this Maria Barbosa doll, a Maria Barbosa, she has like tentacles. (laughs) She has tentacles. That's Davy Jones, you fool. Whatever, same thing. I watch Pirates of the Caribbean in here. I can't. Um. So, obviously, many people felt that she didn't get a fair trial, um, and then felt it wrong to execute a woman, um, and obviously as well, people were against the death penalty Mm -hmm. in general. So, Governor Morton who was governor of New York at the time, was petitioned to pardon Maria, but he would not decide until her appeal had ended. So one of Maria's most prominent supporters was Cora Slocum, who was an American woman, but she married Count Di Talmo di Brazza. 
okay. who lived in Italy. So okay. then she moved to Italy. So this woman, Countess Di Brazza, had followed this case from the beginning and had returned to America to help Maria. She fucking took this ship to fucking New York and was like, not one of my brethren. Not today. We're not doing this. Um, and because she had money, because she was a countess, obviously, she visited Maria in prison and made sure she had competent attorneys for her appeal. Mm-hmm. So she gave her, like, all this money. So after 11 months in prison, Maria Barbello's appeal succeeded and she was granted a new trial. So she spent another seven months in jail before this started. So now for this new trial takes a fucking turn because now there's new eyewitnesses um, that apparently someone said Domenico Cataldo reached for a pistol before he was killed and they decided on a more risky plea than self-defense. And they also claimed that Maria was not guilty because she had an an epileptic seizure before she killed him. Out of left She field. was like really quick, seized, <laughs> and went got back up. Season seize. Season die. Goodbye. Oh my god. She was well seasoned. I just like, it's just so, it's not funny, obviously, but it's like, I love how like, after all of this, now they're like, oh, she had a seizure Which, before she killed him. My nephew's an epileptic, mm-hmm. and you're not getting up and about you're not going you're not like oh by the way you're not going you're not, you're not pitting a pattern you're not pitting and pattern after you have a seizure i assure she's you she's like oh gotta run she's like gotta go oh my god yeah so now apparently she had the seizure before she killed him so unlike the more common insanity defense which is what people usually mm-hmm. use especially for women um the epilepsy defense had only been successful four times and never in the United States. Oh lord. So they had never even like used that as an excuse, obviously. So her lawyers introduced evidence of mental problems in Maria's background. I'm not saying nothing, but like, you know, everyone's married to their cousin over there. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them, okay? Um <laughs> I mean I mean that's like honestly like it's more That's normal. How it was. It's normal, and it's like you're in a small village. Literally, even at, like everyone is like your cousin. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like even like you're related in, to everybody in small towns like that. Like you just either know everyone or someone's like a third cousin or exactly. like that's just how it is. And at that time in the 1800s, even people in America were marrying their marrying cousins siblings, yeah. and marrying siblings. Like they didn't know that it was bad. <laughs> like you shouldn't mm-hmm. have children with your family yeah so they looked into that and uh they made sure the jury also heard of the self-defense evidence um and they contended that Domenico's statement only pigs marry had triggered an epileptic seizure in maria so they were like he dissed her and it triggered her epileptic seizure i mean pretty sure that's not how it works it's, it's not but you know what they were like the guy there was like i'm a doctor you can trust me and then he was like, would anyone like this jar of cocaine? Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So Maria is now fluent in English because she had the fucking countess paying for her. She's like learning shit, mm-hmm. right? Um, she now claimed that she had no memory of killing him. Okay. She was like... Blackout. Okay. She was like, I don't know her. I don't never know, met her. I don't know that German. Um, I've Sorry. never been to Uberdropper. She's like, I've never been to Uberdropper. And then they were like, you're free. <laughs> they were like, you're right. And then they struck down the hammer on her shackles and set her free. On her shackles. <laughs> they were like, run. They run. Um, so 
After listening to a battle of experts on the topic of epilepsy, the jury retired. This time, after 40 they minutes... They went to frickin' Barbatosa, Florida. They went to Barbosa, Florida. What the hell is that called? Barbacoa, Florida? Bahamas? No. no. <laughs> Boca Raton? <laughs> Barbosa. They went to Barbosa, Ratoka. They went to Barktuka Salon. They might have. Um, so they deliberated for 40 minutes, and this... Sorry, they deliberated for 40 minutes and found her not guilty. So the epilepsy worked. They were like, mm-hmm. we did it. So um, attorney House, which was his name, argued that Barbella had killed Cataldo while blinded by a seizure brought on by him saying pig, calling her a pig. And he dismissed Cataldo as a lascivious, is it lascivious or lascivious? Lascivious. Is a lascivious libertine whom the city will not miss. <laughs> Me leaving, uh, me graduating me. college. <laughs> a lascivious libertine <laughs> who this college will, will not miss. Um, so she's found not guilty. And now for her life after her trial. How does she end up in the electric chair? She doesn't. She doesn't get electric. She was the first one that was like sentenced sent to, sentence oh, to the electric chair. Oh. I was like, you freaking fool. What no, are you no, talking they, about? They, they put in there saying like, oh, the first one with the electric chair. But it didn't actually happen. Oh, okay. But they were she was use the first woman to be sent. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, less than a year after her release from prison, Maria Barbella married Francesco Paolo Bruno, a man who had come from her village in Italy, so he was also from the hometown. But then, they had a son, and he left her and got remarried in Italy in 1902, and then nothing is known about her after that. Can she just catch a break? <laughs> she My really can. God, she's a woman of our time. So that is a story. And getting ghosted. Oh, yeah. Of uh, Maria Barbella, who was the first woman on death row who was sentenced to the electric chair. And... I love that journey for her. On March 20th, 1899, two years and three months after Maria Barbella's acquittal, Martha M. Place was the first woman to die in the electric chair in Sing Sing. So only two years after her Someone was the first woman. Did. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That was wild. Like, that was, like, one of the Twitter posts was, like, that was wild from start to finish. I had never even heard of her before. I've never heard of that either. It's really interesting that she was, like, the first woman uh-huh. on death row. Jesus. And, like, you never hear about it. My lord. Okay, listen. I'm not trying to be, like, he deserved it. But you know what? You know? You know what? You know what? If it was, like, recent, I'd be, like, mm, but you know what? It was... 1898, and you know what? He would have died of, like, smallpox anyway. Exactly. Later, he was... So exactly. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. So okay. Okay. Now, this is what I decided. Now, a nap. And now, I'm going to take a nap on air with you guys. Good night. <laughs> um, okay. No. So, for my cases, I decided to do uh, food-related deaths, but mm-hmm. it's more kind of... Like, food is involved here, but okay. it's more of talking about a lot of safety regulations and crazy mm-hmm. accidents that happen and for everyone who doesn't know this I work with like kind of workers comp related claims mm-hmm. and laws and stuff like that so the more I read into these cases the more I was like big business is absolute garbage mm-hmm. okay so I, I love doing these cases because this is kind of what I do for a living and I help protect people's jobs and these companies let me tell you let me tell you Every company who is in this 
who I'm going to mention right now, is absolute garbage. And they're Perfect. absolute garbage, dumpster fire, trash. And I probably get the, the money every day. You probably get the money, yeah. <laughs> they're absolute freaking garbage, and they don't care about their workers. And if your job asks you to do things that are unsafe, don't do it. Quit and then stick your toe right up their asshole. It, yeah, quit and then put some fake long acrylic nails on your toes and sell pictures of them on the internet. I have a nice, um, I have a nice, what do you call it? Oh, a knuckle on my toe. Okay. It's very, it's very put smooth. Put on some toe rings from 2004. Go to Claire's, pick up your nearest yes. toe rings. I haven't gone to Claire's in so long. That's so you okay. know what, I think my life, yeah, I think my life started going downhill when I stopped shopping at Claire's. Exactly. Chris Fleming, when he played Gale, and he would just talk about how he's like, a roadhead factory like Claire's. He literally was like, how is Talbot's closing but a roadhead factory like Claire's is still allowed to be open? And he, she literally like, tackles her like son yeah this is gail series by chris fleming she like tackles her son because he's like walking out of the mall with a claire's bag for his girlfriend and she was like no son of mine will be getting road <laughs> also shout out i want to i want to give a big shout out to depiglio oh my god what up depiglio if anyone knows that like retweet this podcast <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast. This podcast stands Chris Fleming so hard. We really do. We, I love We want to see him. He's going to be in Chicago this Friday at the Vic, mm-hmm. and we want to go, but, you know, yeah, maybe, yeah. We'll, maybe we'll just sneak in last maybe minute. We'll just kidding. It. We'll give you money. Yeah, I'll give you money. <laughs> I don't care. Anyway. Okay, so every name these all for my own devices, okay? Mm-hmm. So this first one I, I named Chocolate Demise. Chocolate Demise. Chocolate Demise. That's going to be my drag name. I was going to make a comment, but I'm just not going to. <laughs> Me. After. Taco Bell. Chocolate demise. That's true. Period. Period. <laughs> so, I did multiple cases, as I am want to do, because my brain just works that way, and I'm right. going to talk about it. Go for it. So, Vincent Smith Jr. is 29 years old, and he works as a temp at Cocoa Services Incorporated Plant in Camden, New Jersey. So it is July of 2009, Mm -hmm. and so Vincent worked in this area where they would process and mix the chocolate in huge vats, basically. And so he was standing on top of a platform over a container where he was dumping chocolate in to be mixed into this huge eight-foot-deep container of melting chocolate. My dream. I mean, yeah. So essentially, like, he works in Willy Wonka's factory, Mm -hmm. you know. He's there with Johnny Depp. He's there with Johnny Depp (laughs) as Anna Wintour. Johnny looks amazing. His teeth are glowing, bright. His teeth perfect. are glowing. He has a, he, what, what is it called? Like the, the poisoning, the arsenic poisoning on his teeth? He has, he has the arsenic on his teeth. Right. He's just rubbing it on. His teeth are so white. Right. They blind my eyes. And so his job, he's adding in to this chocolate. He's adding into the chocolate. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing this. The little Vincent here accidentally slips and he falls into 120 degree Fahrenheit chocolate. And so he receives, so there's huge, huge mixers, basically mm-hmm. mixing everything. Picture like Willy Wonka. Right, right. Style. Augustus Gloop shit. Augustus yeah. Gloop type shit, you know? This episode will be named Augustus, Augustus Gloop type shit. <laughs> real, real. My first real, album. Real Augustus Gloop shit. Yeah. Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. So I hate... No. We're never going to get through this. So he receives a fatal blow from one of the gigantic agitators or mixers, Mm -hmm. and basically this is what kills him. But his coworkers are trying to rush over and try to shut it off, but he was already dead at this point from the blow. And so he dies as a result of the blow to the head, 
and he also dies be- and also like what helps him along is the fact that this melting he was sitting in melting hot chocolate for almost 10 minutes before they oh, could pull shit. him out and yeah. so par- when the paramedics actually arrive on scene he like they pull him out but he was already dead so his death is actually ruled accidental, but it is later found out that the company hadn't obtained the correct permits, mm-hmm. and so things weren't up to code. And so his family end up ended up filing a wrongful death suit against the company. Good. Good um, for them. But yeah, so that's the first one that I did. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a mini one, and it was like, death by chocolate. And I was like, that's how I want to go. And then I read the story, and I was like, that's not how I want to go. It's just like... I hate people. It's so weird to think about how, like... You're doing something that's your job mm-hmm. that you need to make money for that could possibly fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, God, I hate capitalism. I hate capitalism. <laughs> that's all, all I have to say. I mean, we're all part of it, and it's hard because it's yeah. like, oh, hi, um, I'm a poor, and I need cheap things. <laughs> oh, I'm a poor. I'm yeah. a poor, and I need cheap things. But it's also like, that's, you have to recognize the cost that that comes at. Where, mm-hmm. like, all of these cases, I'm just like, the things that these companies do to save a buck are absolutely disgusting oh yeah and people put their lives on the line for stupid like stupid shit Mm -hmm. like really stupid shit so okay this next one i named it's about a tune factory and i named it is this chicken what i have or is this fish like in in uh, newlyweds with Jessica Simpson and Nick. That was a horrible show. I loved it. I love that show. I never watched it. I love that life. show. Never will. She was like eating tuna and she looks at Nick and she goes, "Is this chicken what I have or is this fish?" And he's like looking at her like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> and she just goes, "She's like, but it says chicken of the sea." And he's like, "Jessica." <laughs> <laughs> Me in <and> Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. Okay, so this is the case of. Jose Molina, who was 62 years old, and he worked at the Bumblebee Tuna Factory, like tuna processing plant. And so he was 62 years old, and this takes place on October 11th of 2012. So he works at the Bumblebee Tuna Santa Fe Springs plant in California. Mm-hmm. And he is charged with going into a 35-foot-long oven to make some repairs. Shit. So this oven is essentially used to sterilize and cook the food. So they put the tin, the, the cans of food in there, and it mm-hmm. cooks it, and it also sterilizes it because of the heat. So he goes in to make repairs, but none of his coworkers knew he was inside. So they turned on the oven to about 270 degrees Fahrenheit, and they proceeded to load the oven with 12,000 pounds of canned tuna, and they effectively trap him inside the oven. Oh, my God. So this process for sterilizing takes about two hours, and in this time, he essentially was cooked to death. Oh, my God. And so after the process was over, his coworkers go in and are like, "What? You know, what's going on? Like, there's some strange smells going. What's going on? And so they find his entirely charred body inside. Holy shit. And so firefighters and paramedics arrive, but obviously it's too late. Yeah. So the director of operations, um, his name was Angel Rodriguez, and the plant safety manager who was called, who was named Saul Flores, they get charged with only misdemeanor labor code violations for this. Oh, fuck off. Okay. So, oh, go fuck but look what they, this is, this is the sentence they got. And these people are charged with overseeing everyone's safety in mm-hmm. here, okay? And so, 
And I'm saying here, and here's my thing too, is like, I don't like to be that bitch who's like, oh, I mean, I'm going to be exploitative of the details and tell you all these horrible things mm-hmm. because it's it's fun. It's like, no, this stuff actually happened to people. This, this is this a human man, being. This is a human being who his family had to find out that he suffered this way and he suffered this way because of money and like stupid ass people who don't know what they're doing but yet are in charge of running plants and only care about money. Mm-hmm. So Flores, who is the plant safety manager... Mm-hmm. He only receives 30 days of community labor and two, he has to take two occupational safety classes. Are you That's kidding it. me? That's what he got. So it was found that Melina's death was one of many incidents in this bumblebee factory and they hadn't reported it, of course, because several workers had been injured and several of these injuries were severed fingers, fractured skulls, and all of this never got reported. Hmm. They were just like, sweeping under the table. Suspicious. Suspicious. So there was a lot of safety violations going on at this plant. They just never told anybody. And so Melina's family sued, and they received, which, not enough, but they mm-hmm. received $1.5 million in a wrongful death suit. And they only, this company, only had to pay $750,000 to the L.A. County DA Office's Enviro- Environmental Enforcement Fund. Are you kidding me? That's it. That's all they had to do. For a human being. Yeah. So the, he, they paid $750,000 in fines and penalties and court costs, essentially. And so they updated the equipment and the plant, and that cost about $3 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like they have the money. You they know, have it's the not money. like they don't have the money yeah. for it. They have the money for this. They just didn't want to do it. Right. Until they were absolutely forced to. Yeah. And so this whole story, when it first came out, there was a rumor that there was a recall on Bumblebee Tuna because mm-hmm. a human being had died and gotten mixed in with the food. Yeah. Okay. They were like, oh my God, they did a recall because he got mixed in. No, he never no. got mixed in. Right. He just died in there. Yeah. Okay. But when this first came out, I was reading an article and it was basically saying that like, this is complete Garbage. Yeah. He never, this never happened. So, now, my favorite case is because it's terrible. Yes. And I named this Wakey Wakey Eggs and Bakey. <laughs> After Dean Winchester in season three. Yep. Thank you. So. You look just like Alexis from Schitt's Creek when you did <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> Thank you, David. Okay. You, David, you... <laughs> literally me, literally me reading, researching for this whole yes. case. Like, ew, ew, David. <laughs> I really hate you. Okay. What, what did he say in the last episode? <laughs> Eat glass. Eat glass. <laughs> he turns around to her. Eat glass. I love him. So, this is May of 1998 at Harvest Time Bakery in. I'm gonna butcher this. Leicester. Leicester. Okay. Leicester, yeah. England. And this case involves Ian Erickson and David Mays. And so they were called in to retrieve a broken piece from a 75-foot-long bread oven. Okay. Okay. So now let's preface this. Now, before someone is allowed to go into the oven by safety code standards, you're supposed to have the oven off for 8 to 12 hours. Okay. They would like 12 hours, but 8 hours will do. Okay, before anyone goes even near this oven. Yeah. To I'm fix having it. flashbacks of the Chernobyl show. Oh. And they're like, 
you have to wait a certain amount of time. Nope, let's just do it now because See, no one cares. No, no. And this is literally, this is bad. This is mm-hmm. the worst case of nobody cares. So the problem is, though, they only let this oven cool for two hours uh-huh. instead of the 8 to 12 recommended hours. Right, because who who needs it to cool for 12 hours when human beings are oh, going but in their check You know why, though, Gina? They had such good reason because they wanted to be able to get back to using the oven as soon as possible. Right, because people need their fucking bread in Leicester. Oh, yeah, I guess. They need it that bad. Yeah. They need it that bad. So, seconds after the boys, the boys, they're the boys. like in their 40s. Yeah. So, they go into the oven and they start immediately walking that, hi, it's too hot inside here. Yeah. And it, of course, was because it was around 212 degrees inside this oven. And apparently the outside was cooled enough, but the right. inside hadn't. So they were like, oh, it's fine. They were like, oh, it should be fine to go in. But it wasn't. Right. So essentially how they had to get in there was totally not up to code. They didn't want to pay to remove the safety panels to get inside. Mm. So they essentially were just like, you know what? Why am I going to pay to remove the safety panel when you could literally just remove the bread trays that we put the bread in there with and you could just go on the conveyor belt into the oven? Right. That's fine. It's perfect. So they decide that they're going to just slim jim mm-hmm. into the oven and they make like a ciabatta they get in the conveyor belt and they go <laughs> in the oven like ciabatta. they make like a ciabatta and they go in the oven okay now the problem with going in the oven on the conveyor belt is that there's no option to reverse the belt so you can't get out listen we've all seen hansel and gretel we've all read it we all know what happens don't do it if Don't your job is asking you to go the into this oven game. be like you know what i'm just gonna wait I'm just, just think about those it. two stupid children who almost got eaten just think about how stupid they were. Do you want mm-hmm. people to look at you like that? Do you want people to look at you right. and be like, you are as stupid as a plump little German child? And we're not victim blaming either. We don't want oh, to no. think we're comparing them no. to Hansel and Gretel, but I'm, I'm just saying like... I'm just saying don't do anything yeah. for your job. And it's horrible that, that expect you, you know, to people, like this is like your job, like you have to do it. Like if your boss says, you know, do this or, you know, go in here and you're a baker or you need to check something, then you're like, okay, I'll do it. Like mm-hmm. I'm assuming they have my safety as their best interest. You know, I trust these people. I do this. Like, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. But here's the problem. So. There's always a problem. So, there's no option to reverse this belt. So, they had to go through the oven. And so, Ian Erickson, he's able to get himself onto the belt and get out. Okay. But David Myers essentially becomes trapped in this oven. Oh. Okay. So, it was, the, the cycle was 17 minutes that you had to be baked that the, the oh my god you had a that you had <gasps> no it was seven it was seventeen minutes that you had that the bread would stay inside yeah. so before the conveyor moved them along so they had seventeen minutes after seventeen minutes Erickson escapes alive but he essentially gets out of the oven and dies immediately of his burns <sighs> while all his coworkers were just all gathered around him like watching oh my god okay so David my David Mays unfortunately was stuck inside the oven for five hours before firefighters were able to retrieve his burned body and his 80 percent of his body was completely burned oh my god okay so why did this happen what's going on here okay so like i said the company didn't want to pay to remove the side panels that would have gotten them in and out safely Mm -hmm. so they have them remove the trays go in as a ciabatta would Mm -hmm. so 
It was estimated by the oven's manufacturer that the repair would take about 12 hours and they needed four men to do it. And so that would equate to around $1,100 for every hour that the oven was off. Mm -hmm. So if they played it by safety standards that were recommended, the oven, like the oven, every hour that they needed the oven off, it would be like, we're losing $1,100. Okay. Okay. Multi-million dollar company. We're yeah. losing eleven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Right. Twelve grand. They probably literally like take. They flush that grand, shit down the toilet. They take twelve grand and they wipe their entire ass with it and they throw it in the garbage. Yeah. Okay. So apparently these two were not even workmen. They weren't even equipped to be doing this kind of work. Hmm. But they were like, "Oh, we're not." The, the company was like, "You guys are not qualified to do this, but like, you think you could do mm-hmm. this?" Because they wanted to save money and they didn't want to hire the right people. Right. So, go figure. So, in court, Fresha Bakers and Harvest Time Limited were, which, Harvest Time Limited, where they work, was like the trading arm for Fresha Bakeries, which is like big company, little company, you know, all that shit. Right. So, they plead guilty to two charges of failing to provide a safe system of work. So, this takes place in UK, so different standards. Right, right. So... John Bridson is the Fresha Managing Director. He gets charged. Brian Jones is the product, Production Director. He gets charged. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Masters is the Chief Engineer, Engineer, and he gets charged. Good. So they're all charged with the same equivalent of they plead guilty to these to failing to provide a safe work environment, essentially. Mm-hmm. So the men were reported, like this all comes out in this case, the men are reported to only have been given a thin suit, hat, and gloves, and knee and elbow padding to go into the oven. What is this? Reminds me of um, the one I think Karen and Georgia did this one for the famous woman who worked at like the um, the factory, and it was like Meryl Streep played her in a movie. Was it Meryl Streep? I don't even know what I'm talking about. This okay. woman who worked as a scientist. Mm-hmm. And she had to go in and work with, like, all these radioactive chemicals. And they didn't give her the right, like, wear for it. Or, they're, mm-hmm. like, someone was, like, mad at her and was, like, putting these radioactive chemicals, like, in her suit and her gloves and all Jesus this stuff. Christ. And she eventually, like, got cancer. For it. Oh, my God. Like, it was horrible. And that's what, like, this reminds me of, like, these regulations and, like, you know, like, the company, like, not taking... The fall for it. And this is 2012. This is not like this is like the child labor laws you know? of 1901. Okay. Right. So they also didn't have the proper permits to do this kind of work. And when they died, Dennis Master, who was the chief engineer, he was asked about like uh, someone asked him and he's panicking, obviously, because like, yeah. did they have permits to do this? Essentially being like, oh, no, are we going to get sued? So they asked him, and he his reply was, "Quote, fuck, I forgot. I'll get, I'll uh, sort it out now." Oh, I forgot. My bad. That's like when you forget to turn in your paper to turn it in. Mm-hmm. That then you you that's go to your like, teacher and you're like, like "My bad, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. My butt cheek it died this morning. <laughs> my butt cheek died this morning. <laughs> I'm <bad>. so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to use that excuse from now on. If I ever have to call into work and be like, oh my god, I am so sorry. My butt cheek fucking needed dead ass this morning. It's been missing since last night. I don't know where it is. I only have a half moon butt cheek. I don't know what to do. Imagine walking around and it's just like, in your, you're in your leggings. You only have one butt cheek. Honestly, it might be a new trend. <laughs> just chopping I was, it off. I was laughing so hard. Here's the thing. Sorry to interrupt you. It just has to do with this. I love 
Rihanna's Savage X Fenty. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's so bomb. And, like, if you are on a budget and you want, like, nice, like, bras and underwear and things like that, like, she has, like, really good deals That's on there. Fine. Love her shit. Shout out. We are not being sponsored. But, Rihanna, if you're listening. If you want to sponsor us. you would like to sponsor us. Please do. We're here for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I was looking and she added new stuff. And one of the things she added were these fishnet tights. But with, like, the whole... They were assless fishnet tights and the whole... And I was laughing so hard because I was like, I'm going to take a pair of fishnets and I'm just going to cut the ass out of it. Same <laughs> just, like, fucking wear them Same around. Difference. I was like, oh, my God. You look like Patrick I did from that, the SpongeBob movie. Literally, I did that with a pair of my leggings, like, a month ago to, like, make my friends laugh because, like, there was a hole in my ass. Not, like, my actual ass, but there was a hole in my leggings for my ass. Hole in her ass. <laughs> I have a hole in my ass. It's called my asshole. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, anyways, and I like kept ripping it because like they were like their flimsy ass leggings from Forever Twenty One, and I was like ripping it, <laughs> and I turned around to my my roommate, and I was like, um, and I I I just started quoting SpongeBob, and I was like, and all because I, and then I ripped my leggings <laughs> open, and I said, ripped my pants, and my whole ass was just out in my yeah. leggings, and then she moved out and never talked to me again. I'm just kidding, she's still here. <laughs> <laughs> we never heard from her again. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, continuing on. Yes. So, <laughs> so continuing on. Apparently, so after he, this whole permit snafu happens, apparently they paid them more to do this, or they, I think what happened is, like, it's not official, but what I can speculate, speculation, speculation, mm-hmm. is that they paid them more to do this, or they were like, we'll give you a bonus if you complete this, mm-hmm. okay? Because David Mays told his friends the night before, I have a challenge in the morning. I am going for it. The money is good. And then Ian Erickson, on the same day, he said, um, on the day of the accident, he said he was trying to get things done really quickly so he could be home in time to watch the FA Cup World Final with his two boys. So they were both kind of like, oh, I need this money. Yeah. I'm trying to get home. Like, So apparently... The company only faced, oh my god, can I talk? Apparently yeah. this company only faced a bunch of fines. Mm-hmm. As like as a company, they only paid about 373,000 pounds in damage. Me? That's it. So, which, so all these three guys who are involved in this, they, mm-hmm. they get only fined. But look how much they get fined. Right. So, John Brinson, he paid 5,000 of his 20,000 pound fine. Like, they were like, we order you to, you have, to, we want the fine to be this much, but you're mm-hmm. only going to have to pay this much. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, Brian Jones, he paid a thousand pounds, and Dennis Masters, who was that chief engineer who didn't have the permit, he only paid two thousand pounds because of their, quote, financial That's means. Nothing. That's you killed nothing. two people, and yet you paid a thousand dollars. That's it. Okay. So. I don't even think that they ended up paying it. I think this kind of all gets absorbed by the company, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, they didn't pay this out of pocket. Because that's I'm not sure. even, like, I'm sure that's not even, like, half their fucking paycheck. No. Oh, God, no. I fucking hate people. By the way, um, the movie is the, the story of, uh, it's called Silkwood. It's okay. about Karen Silkwood, and it is Meryl Streep, because she works at the nuclear facility, her first, the nuclear facility, and uh, she's exposed to high levels of radiation. And that's what happens. So that's, um, like, that's what it garbage. reminds me of because it's, like, oh, my God. Like, it's just it's just so sad and it's so disturbing because it's, like, 
you know, like you said, like, it's your job. You're like, oh, yeah, I have to do this extra thing. Mm-hmm. It's a little more work, but, you know, I'll get more money mm-hmm. and I'll have it for my family. And and that's how they trick people. You know, you have people who are working these intense labor jobs who your company will turn on you in a dime. Mm-hmm. Like, they will turn on you in a dime. So, you guys, just remember you have rights. Remember you have, you have rights. rights okay? And remember, never use the bathroom on your break. Always take a shit during your company time. <laughs> Always take a get shit everyone fired. on the clock. <laughs> and you can't get fired for taking a shit. Fucking fire me then. It's like someone comes to the bathroom and they slip your pink slip. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're done. It's over for you. are like, no. It was an emergency. <laughs> and then what you do with that pink slip, you just wipe your ass with it and slide it And then you, you bring it back to your box your box office. <laughs> your your boss's box office up. with your shitty ass pink slip. Exactly. And you're like, here you go. Here you go. Um, okay. This is the last one that I was going to tell you about. And okay. I was going to write this all out, but this is just very short. Mm-hmm. Because this is how we're going to go. So, 2010, a New Zealand mom, she she suffers a sudden cardiac arrest as a result of her constant consumption of Coca-Cola. I don't want to hear that. Yes. Because that's how it's going to be for me. So, Natasha Harris was 30 years old, and she was known for her love of soda. So, she would consume a large, large amount every single day. And so, her husband actually said that his wife... To, like hit her intake was about 10 liters or 2.6 gallons of coca-cola every day i mean i can't even i can't even say anything about it, it because like that's me with my mcdonald's coke i know i know <laughs> so oh my god this is so bad reading this i'm just like i i what have i done to myself so the amount of coca-cola she drank actually contained about 11 times the recommended amount of sugar one should be having daily, and twice the amount of caffeine that can be safely ingested. So she'd been suffering from nausea, fatigue, and various symptoms the week before she died. And so her family was just basically like, oh, it's just stress, no big deal, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, oh, this is so bad, and I feel so bad. So she had such a severe addiction to Coca-Cola that she would experience withdrawal syndromes, and she would, she could not, not have access to the to coke like she needed that coke. okay but I can't, also me i can't talk shit about natasha because i am natasha okay <laughs> so she had actually undergone a dental surgery to have her teeth removed because mm-hmm. of how bad her soda intake was and so oh man this is bad. <laughs> me making an appointment with my dentist tomorrow. i know so her children actually suffered because of this as well like at least one of her eight kids was born without tooth enamel which was attributed to so this was years yeah in the making. yeah this was years and while she was pregnant too. and so she was drinking this while she was pregnant which it's safe to consume pop well, while yeah. you're pregnant but not in this not exorbitant level of it. okay and so her, one of her kids was actually born without tooth enamel which was caused by her not by her drinking so much coke and so, while Coca-Cola was determined not to be responsible for Ms. Harris's de- Mrs. Harris's death, many called for the product to put better warning labels in their products. Or, just don't drink that much Coke. Yeah, guys. Listen, this is not a... Ca- I'm sorry. Yeah. I hate big business. Mm-hmm. I hate big business. But, this is not a case for... They need to put better warning labels. You can mm-hmm. read how much sugar is in there. Yeah. You know. Oh, honey. Yeah. Honey. And trust me, I know. Every time I get that large McDonald's Coke, I'm like, here is another day of my life. <laughs> Here's another day of <laughs> my life. Absolutely gone. Done. <sighs> Absolutely done. Um, but yeah, that one I just, I was like, I'm not going to do a whole big thing on it. Right. But I was just like, this is how I'm going to go. 
And you know why this is how I'm going to go? Because I love McDonald's Coke, and I, it's my comfort food. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Okay, so that's about it for us. Okay. But I just wanted to put out a reminder that I'm going to be posting a link to an article for to help people in the tragic wildfires that are happening in Australia yes. right now. So I'm going to be posting a link, guys, that is – I'll post it on Instagram. I'll send mm-hmm. it to you to send yeah, on, on Twitter. Twitter. And it's essentially just a big, huge thing of, like, links for the Australian mm-hmm. Red Cross, the Salvation Army in Australia – Airbnb, St. Vincent de Paul Society, there's a bunch of GoFundMe pages on here, there's places where you can donate food and toiletries, um, places where you can donate to the fire service right now who are helping to fight these uh, wildfires. So I'm going to be tweeting this out. Please donate, even if yeah. it's a dollar, even if it's two dollars, yeah, whatever broke, you have. We're broke, but we're going to. We're broke, <laughs> but we're going to do it too. Um, it's absolutely horrific what's happening over yeah. there and the amount of wildlife and people's homes that have been destroyed is like devastating it's, it's fucking to horrible. watch it's horrific so anything that you guys can donate they're losing everyone is losing their homes they're mm-hmm. losing entire habitats billions of animals are just dying yeah so anything you guys can give will help um also i will have the link up for this gofundme that this australian youtuber named nikia joy she has a fundraiser and she's trying to raise twenty thousand dollars and she has eighteen thousand nine hundred ninety two dollars right now oh wow so go ahead and donate guys it's for accidents and emergencies she's going to be donating all this money also to the girl who is uh she was i think she was a adult film actor she was sending news, news to raise to money people for. to raise money shout out to that girl listen i know i can't do that but i have a nice toe if, <laughs> if anyone, anyone if wants I'm... pictures of gina's feet for 10 <laughs> bucks a pop i will send them let to me you. know and we'll donate to the wildfires yeah fun um yeah so thanks for listening it was a fun time we got to talk about italians and food Mm -hmm. which go hand in hand yeah and we will see you guys next week have a most excellent day week whatever it is month life (laughs) and uh, (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and on that note note. bye bye guys